the Dream 3 podcast back in your life for episode 23. We're calling this one's playoffs because it is wild card weekend in the NFL. And my Colts still didn't make the playoffs. Thanks for them losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm glad we Something didn't. Something I told you all, all year long, Carson Wentz was going to kill you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we did not have a podcast last week because I was hey, on. That a... reminds me. Do, do you remember what we said at the beginning of last year about um, what your Colts record would be? I'll have to look back to confirm it. Actually, I'm what pretty it much. Was. I'm pretty sure you said you you would get ten wins. Did you get ten wins? We did not get ten wins. Huh, weird. Nah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure Dak Prescott was an MVP contender at some point. Was. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But as always, we've got to thank our sponsors, Slab Saver. Go to protectyourslabs.com. Always get a good case to hold your good stuff in. So use code DREAM3 to get 10% off your order. Graded card solutions. Go to gradedship.com. If you use code DREAM15, you're going to get 15% off your order because you always want to ship your cards safe. And finally, if you're sick of eBay fees, go check out Prospect Cards. That's www.prospect.cards. If you use code DREAM3, you'll get a 0% seller's fee for the first two months. And then after that, it goes up to like 2%. And finally, Nation Golf. Join the fellowship. If you like old school golf type polos and clothing, check out nationgolfcompany.com. But back to it. Yeah, my Colts got eliminated very early. All they had to do was win and get in against the 2-14 Jacksonville Jaguars. Carson Wentz laid an egg, couldn't get it done. Everybody in Indianapolis wants his head. I told he's, you it wasn't the answer. I told trash. you a washed-up Philip Rivers was better than Carson Wentz. He's absolutely not the answer, but here's the problem is where do you go to next? You ain't going to find another veteran, another good veteran. What pick do you guys have? The second round. We traded a first-round pick for Carson. Oh my God. See, this is what I tried to tell you guys. You guys ruined yourself. You guys are trying to play the L.A. Rams and just sell all your draft picks for players who just turn out to be average. They just tried to like band-aid the situation over and over and it just it doesn't work. Like you tried to do the band-aid with Philip Rivers and then you knew he wasn't going to play for for super he, long. He almost got you a win in Buffalo. He almost true. But, you know, as much as I didn't really like Philip Rivers throwing motion, He's way better than Carson Wentz, like decision making wise. Oh, 100%. Oh, so that's uh, rough. It, it's going to be interesting to see the changes that happened this offseason of what yeah. changes there are. Because, sure. you, you know, if you listen to the press conference from Reich and from Ballard, like they, they also didn't seem too happy. So no. we'll, we'll see if anything actually gets done this offseason. Um, the one thing I did want to mention starting off this podcast is, hey, we are on Google Podcast now and Apple Podcast, and we are almost to our 500th download. So thank you to everybody who like found us all of a sudden. And uh, it, was, it was great to, to log on and see that like we had like 360 something downloads in two weeks. So Cool that the podcast is taking off. You know, we're just talking about sports, sports cards, everything we love. I did celebrate a birthday yesterday, so thank you, Andrew, for... That's right. Happy 31st. 31st birthday. Becoming an old man, I think. I don't know. You don't know what that's like yet, so... I'm not there yet. My birthday's next month. I'll be 28. 
not there yet, but let's jump into the hobby. So golden auctions had, you know, some nice stuff yeah. come off the auction block. So Leparo had like half of his stuff in that auction. And Leparo's got some some you know some big time heavy hitters. So Neil, I'm yeah. sure you got the uh the breakdown. What was some of the biggest cards that we saw coming off the golden auction block this week? And if you have them, kind of what are the prices that we were looking at? Um, so the I will say one that kind of stands out to me is so I was looking, there hasn't been a a tops chrome gold refractor of LeBron for sale, I think in like three plus years. Mm -hmm. And that was the first one. And it was a nine, five grade. I'm pretty sure it did like $900,000, which I thought personally was just slightly under what I like under what I thought it should have been. Mm -hmm. I think it should have been a million dollar card just because we're talking about the best card you can get for LeBron and it's, you know, a nine, five. So, um, but I think that's a good sale for his market right now. Um, I think long term, long term, LeBron's got some career accomplishments that I think are going to warrant, you know, some bumps and just some general progression. But I think I think overall, like LeBron is playing really well, but the Lakers suck. The Lakers are terrible, and you know that's why I he is literally carrying the team like the 27 Cavaliers where he played with literal garbage cans out there. I mean, you, you look at it like Russell Westbrook's not doing nothing. Um, like they, they're, they're trying to figure a way. I bet if they could trade back for Anthony Caruso, they would. Yeah. If, well, that's, that's, that's the thing is they have like three forty million million contracts. So I'm pretty like, I'm pretty sure in the luxury tax they are like 30 million over in the luxury tax. So they're just, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just sending gobs of money out on these players and it's just, it's not working for them. I, I think Russell could have been good and bad, but clearly right now it's just bad. He needs to stop shooting. He just, just needs to stop shooting. Just stop. Yeah. It just stop. Give the ball to LeBron. Do what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we had a LeBron gold refractor going for nine hundred thousand. Yeah, exquisite RPA LeBron. There's a Mickey Mantle seven. Um, there was a. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a, a game used Tom Brady jersey from the Bucks that was inscribed. I saw that it went for four hundred and forty thousand. I think four hundred forty thousand. So it was a Buccaneers jersey. Bucks jersey. Uh, it's got some inscriptions on it. Mm -hmm. It was game mm -hmm. used. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it, I mean, I understand why it goes for that much. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, and from the memorabilia aspect, like stuff just kind of, I mean, memorabilia is just a way different market than cards. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, the one that I will bring up that I bid on personally um, and didn't win was the uh, 2004 top Super Bowl MVP um, Tom Brady patch out. They're numbered out of 99, and they have a game use. The patch is game used from the Super Bowl, um, autographed by Tom Brady. Um, it was a PSA 8, which I think was like a pop nine or something like that. There's just not a lot of them out there. There's 99. Um, but for an early auto, I thought it was a really good card. It's one that I've wanted for a long time. Like for a year, I missed it. I thought bidding twenty six thousand dollars and expecting a buyer's premium 
like put it at like 31 or 32,000, I was fine with that, but it ended up going for like 37 with the buyer's preview. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ended up picking up one from uh, another guy on Instagram um, that I'd been talking to for probably close to two months because I wanted his, but so I ended up closing that deal once that it's sale a, happened and just it's it. a nice it, it's a very nice card if anybody hasn't seen it go check out you know neil's instagram doughboy sports cards one yeah it's a very very nice tom brady card and then someone posted today in one of the tom brady groups at o2 which is the game use super bowl patch from the his first super bowl mm-hmm. against the rams that's the one i really want um uh, but those are super expensive i bet I think you want to like He's getting like sixty five thousand cash offers and like eighty k and trade. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there yet. So another card that I saw that ended at Golden Auction that I was kind of surprised on was a Cristiano Ronaldo sticker PSA ten. So this is a rookie sticker from two thousand two. It's a Portugal okay. sticker. The sticker itself, you know, so it's PSA ten sixty two thousand. Seems vastly just underrated for being for being a rookie Cristiano Ronaldo. And and you know, we've been talking about the last couple years, or not years, but the last couple episodes. Um, it's not so he's in a, a sporting Portugal jersey, so it's not like the World Cup stuff, but yeah. it says Portugal on it. So to me, that in a World Cup year still drives the value up with the word of the country that he represents. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Um, I think soccer right now in is definitely undervalued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just from the timing. There's really not a lot going on in soccer. There's not, but it's going to start heating up in the next two three months. And I'll so. be and completely honest with you, I've been I've been deep in the soccer buying right now, especially thanks to Josh. You know, being on our last podcast and us really getting involved with soccer. I've made some, some nice soccer moves, some stuff that I'll post this week. Once I get it, you know, I was at the indie card show, uh, this not, not this weekend, but this past weekend and was kind of just looking around, not really looking for anything particular, but, uh, I, I came across this and Josh was looking at this too. Um, and I texted you about this, this, uh, uh, Manukoko, uh, he's a rookie. He plays in Germany for BVB. Um, it, and I saw it in it's six out of 10. So get a low number card. That's gold in UEFA champions league, even though it's a stadium, cro- it's a top stadium club Chrome card. I still think, you know, Rookie cards in soccer, for some reason, I think it's more of the international play, bring way, like, not, I don't want to say overvalued, but you look at some of the soccer cards that you can find of anyone, I think it's because the pop is so low, you yeah. could you could put the prices as high as you want. Yeah, so, like, um, so I owned some Mbappe, and I sold because I needed money for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um or the national, but I had some Mbappe um, way back in like, I think I bought in like February last year and then kind of rode that through the champions league. Um, where is, 
I can't find it. Anyways, so like I bought some Mbappe, but I think like the pop reports on those are like for the for like the actual refractors are still wow. like right around 150. And they're like a PSA nine or a PSA ten. And I was looking at the PSA nine refractors. You know, the prices still aren't bad. It's like fourteen hundred dollars for a PSA nine. Yeah, I, that's really good. That's really good because you know if, if he they were pushing three K at one point. Yeah, and even though I didn't I didn't buy into the refractor, I bought back my nine that I normally had, you know, at high point, they were six fifty. I, I yes. bought mine for six hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, so you know, soccer's very undervalued. We keep saying that soccer and hockey, I believe, are both very undervalued. I think hockey is catching on though. I see a lot of people buying hockey and selling hockey right now. So I think the market is really strong. Is it is it buying everybody in hockey or is it buying mostly Ovi and Sydney and Connor Ovi, McDavid? Sydney, Gretzky, and McDavid? Mm-hmm. Um, now I think they're like if you want to prospect hockey, like there's some other players that are definitely worth buying. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I only buy the people who play for the Avalanche, so I like I buy McKinnon cards because that's just that's my guy. So like I have an RPA out of McKinnon, the NTRPA. I didn't pull one, but I opened that case uh, last year, and I, I just, I'm a McKinnon guy, so that's just me. So, it's speaking of soccer real quick, and I'm just kind of uh, kind of scrolling through Twitter, but I'm reading that um, BVB's kind of put in some pressure on Holland to, you know, Maybe he wants to join another squad. I I think so, um, but I think it, it, it's going to come down to a couple things. So one, Dortmund needs Dortmund is a really good program at like what Josh mentioned at bringing guys up and then mm-hmm. selling them off. Yes. So holland obviously has turned into this massive superstar so he's worth the money so he's gonna sell so they're gonna transfer him to a higher end team where they they can get a where they Um, can get a hundred million euros or whatever yeah it's gonna probably be yeah it's gonna be massive his contract's gonna is his transfer fee and buyout fee's gonna be massive. which actually i found a Um, website um, but i website that i was using go ahead i think Dortmund didn't make Champions League this year, which makes it more enticing for them to move him because he's not playing. They're not playing in the Champions League for a title. So I I can definitely see why they want to move him. Whether or not that happens, I don't know. So for for soccer, so this would be good for soccer cards and for people who enjoy soccer. So um, I found this website. It's called transfermarket.us. And you can look up all the soccer players, kind of see where they're ranked on their team, in the world, in their country. And then, like, it'll tell you how playing their points, you know, playing time, how much they average being in the starting 11. So looking at Holland right now. um, So when he transferred from Red Bull Salzburg um, to Dortmund, it was $22 million transfer fee. Yeah. As of right now. Was it 180, 180 million euros? 165. I think that's low. I wouldn't be surprised if someone pays 180 million. Like, but his his stock has only his stock has only come up, you know, slowly. In February of 
of 2020, he was worth 66. Yeah. So, you know, over two years, he's gained a lot of traction. Um, but, you know, he's ranked number nine player in the world right now. Really? They have him number nine? I believe so. Yeah, number nine. I guess I can see that where if you put like Mbappe, you put Mbappe's number one. De Bruyne is probably up there. Um, Lewandowski's probably up there. So you got to think, you know, you got to think, especially if you're thinking cards. Soccer might be, soccer and hockey might be your markets right now. It's really tough to get baseball. in. You have baseball, especially with, you know, if you if you think they're gonna get they're gonna play this year and not. I mean, they. It, my thing Brian is they they're, and, they're gonna play eventually. They will. It's just whether or not they're going to play in June or they're going to play in March. But either way, let's say they don't play this year at all. Think about how cheap you could get some of the Tatises, the Acunas. Yeah, but uh, the, no, I'm saying like if they don't play at all, then maybe the buying opportunities when they don't play. Mm-hmm, but I guess exactly. I guess the point is like if they're constantly in contract negotiations, that kind of makes you like amped in the fact that like the next day they could be ready to play. If, if there would be a little bit of, of talk, because you don't really hear about it unless, you know, it's a, some news articles here or there, but if you would hear some discussions, like you hear about the NFL and the NFL PA, when there's a, when there was close to being a lockout, you know, that's because they make more money than anybody. What? Well, the baseball, NFL? No, baseball makes way more money than NFL players. In revenue? Oh, you're talking about in revenue. I thought yeah. you meant player-wise. Um, in revenue... It's not even close. It's not even close, for sure. That's why I'm saying like they'll put NFL over anybody, and then they'll put the NBA right afterwards. Yeah. I mean, they're number, th- uh, number three, maybe falling to number four, number five. Yeah, I mean, soccer's moving, hockey's there, hockey got the contract with ESPN. Which is good. Baseball's a dying sport, I mean. It is, it is, it is. What else What else do you have to say? I I agree. I, I Yeah, I totally agree with all that. Um, so, let's see, anything else, you know, I'm scrolling through Golden right now, and they got a lot, like, they have a, uh, they got a lot of stuff coming up. Okay, so so here's here's my thing. Mm-hmm. So I so when when I bid on that top Super Bowl, the last sale like a month or two ago was at eighteen thousand for like a an eight point five, and yep. then all of a sudden this one goes for thirty one, and then add the buyer's premium so thirty seven. So it it for a lower grade it jumped twenty thousand dollars, so it doubled in price for a card in a lower grade. And I understand we're in the NFL playoffs now, but like, it was it, it was just hard to fathom a little bit. But I mean, maybe it's getting the recognition it deserves. The point is, there was a lot of stuff on Golden that went way over probably what it should have been. Like a green prism Giannis went for forty three thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and I believe the last sale on it for PSA ten, and the last sale on it was like twenty thousand, and then. A high end, a high end collector who buys a lot. His name's Adam Brown. Had his BGS ten for sale for forty five thousand the next day, and nobody bought it. So it's wow. kind of like, why did that go for so high? 
when the only sale before that was 20,000. And Giannis isn't, it's not like he's throwing together 50 point games every night. Yeah. They're the three seed or the four seed in the conference. So it doesn't make sense. And since I'm not, I'm not a, you know, ginormous bidder on, on golden. What do you, are there any measures in place to make sure there's no shill bidding going on? I mean, every, every, every bid is, I mean, you have to be approved to be a bidder. And does it, it, it has to be in a, in a bank account, correct? No, you just have to show proof that you can bid that much. Okay. So in theory, you could show your bank account and it say $40,000 and then bid for $40,000 worth of stuff. You just have to ask for the credit increase. Mm, okay. But like there was, there were numerous cards that just went way above what they typically are going for. Like there was a there was a silver prism Giannis that went for like thirty grand, and then in the same auction, there was a silver Giannis. It was same PSA ten, but it was with a whole set that went for twenty four, and it was the whole set of 2012, 13, 14, all the way up to twenty twenty one or whatever. So it just it's it just doesn't make sense why some cards went super, super high mm-hmm. when they shouldn't have. I don't know. I, I don't want to say there's like shilling going on, but there was definitely just some like doesn't make sense numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if one. you look at the, the on eBay, the Probstein auctions, you know, you, you look at those and right at the very end, there's always a ton of bids where things get, you know, bid out of whack. And I oh, think, yeah. I think it came to find out that there was shill bidding going on. So that's one thing you got to like when you're in the hobby and, and, and buying cards online and then auctions, you have to be very, very cautious of every, every time you do business. Yeah. And we'll jump into that here in a second of why. Like, especially. Don't, don't overbid when you know there's one on sale at eBay. Mm-hmm. The next and, day for twenty five thousand, when the car just went for forty, like, and that's the biggest thing with like I try to tell you know newer people into the hobby, kind of like Josh is. It's all about patience. Just because you find one here and you really really want this one, you might find it for you know ten fifteen lower the next day or the next week. Like, the, take your time. Let it yeah. become a process. I will say, like, so I have. We know Alex. We had him on Robbie's mm-hmm. cards. He's a big Tiger collector. Right now, there's a lot of Tiger hype. Um, but like, w- we just encourage him to stay patient because he wants a new. He wants a nine point five. But mm-hmm. like, some just aren't available, or people are asking too much, or there's like this artificial inflation in prices. Just wait till it dies down. Yeah. If there's this like massive influx of people like surge to rush to buy something don't buy into it wait Mm -hmm. because you're you're gonna you're gonna pay for it if you try to do that there's always peaks and valleys and the worst thing you can do is buy it peak hype because if you buy it peak hype like i did with mbappe you're paying 600 for something that's you could get for 140 yeah yeah and and i did the same thing i i ate a bunch of money when i held mbappe too long hoping that he'd win the champions league and they got ousted Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it killed me 
Mm. Speaking of Robbie's, I found a uh, Tiger Woods auto. Now here's here's my issue. It's the card is a it's out of ten. It is an auto nine, a card eight. The guy wants seventeen hundred for it. Here's my thing with Tiger Woods autos, and mm-hmm. I, me and Alex, we talk about this all the time. Tiger Woods has the most beautifully constructed autograph along the lines of like Mariano Rivera, Ken Griffey Jr. Their autographs are very great. But Jerome what, Bettis. Jerome Bettis. But the thing with, with Tigers is he is so meticulously like ink heavy mm-hmm. that if you get a bad auto of Tiger – it it really just kind of degrades the card from like a person who collects some tiger stuff. Mm-hmm. You really want the intentional deep, deep color in the auto, which it, he's very good at. So mm-hmm. that's why if you get a nine auto, there's got to be something up with it, whether it's the bubbling in the ink or like a smudge or something. Yeah. yeah. Just it, watch it, out for it's that. like, it's like, uh, it's like centering on OPG cards, like the Gretzky. Like to a a true collector, little things like that matter. Whether yeah. it be how they sign it or the cut of the card, whether it be a four or five. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, we've seen sevens that are pretty bad off center, but yeah, a four has better centering. So yeah, th- yeah. There are different things that different collectors look for. Yeah, like the example I'll give you is like with me and my game use patch autos. Mm-hmm. I only buy patches that have like multicolor so there's like there's blue red gray and there's even a hint of white in the corner but the only thing the other thing i look at is i try to make sure that the auto is full like i don't want a smudgy auto or one that's got some streaking because it just makes it look bad and maybe that's just the collector in me but like i put I, i saw today like someone had a joe burrow select out of five and the auto wasn't even full like the b he missed the b like half the B is gone and BGS gave him a 10 auto. And I'm like, how, how is someone with a streak on their auto getting eight or a nine, but this guy's missing half the letter in his autograph and he gets a 10. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. So like this goes back to like buy the card. Don't buy the grade because exactly. the grades don't matter. Exactly. The grades do not matter because you see people every day, you know, cracking seals and and regrading and speaking of tell us about psa so psa the uh the new price yeah tell them tell them about this new auto thing that that, that's going on okay this this crap so so psa announced today that and you know we've it's always been included i believe you could grade the card and the auto grade would come with it if you so choose. Yeah, it's like a $2 upcharge. Mm-hmm. Now, $20 upcharge or something. I don't know. So now PSA came out today and said if you want the auto grade to go along with the card grade, so you have your your Joe Burrow select PSA 10, and let's say he autographed it, and you want them to grade the autograph also so you could have a double 10, now you have to pay a 20% upcharge on that card or any card that you want the auto grade on top of the card grade. I can tell right away this sits really bad with you, Neil. So I'll let you kind of like. So so just imagine you have a 
Tom Brady, a, a contender's Tom Brady, and a PSA six. You get the auto grade, and it's if it basically in an, in a contender's auto of Tom Brady, if it's above an eight, you're looking at plus money because people like the autos. Mm-hmm. If you get a ten, that's a double boost, you know. So basically, PSA saying, okay, well, a PSA six goes for forty five thousand dollars. So we're going to charge you $9,000, a 20% upgrade fee, just because you got a 10 auto on it. So now your card is, now your card that you paid $45,000 for, you have to pay another $9,000. That's what you're saying? You have to pay $9,000 on that? Just because it gave you, just because someone slapped a 10 on it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so stupid. It is. It is. This is so, isn't why PSA is literally ruining some of their reputation and some of their. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like high, high importance because they just they they, they just they're they're greedy. They want yeah. money. But uh, and I think that's because of that. You know, I think SGC has closed the gap between PSA and BGS because SGC they're grading cards. It's good turnaround time. Even though they're, you know, they're back They're good up in vintage, also. too. They're good at vintage. They can do it all. And, you know, there's just this hype built behind PSA. And now PSA believes they control the market so they can make their prices whatever they want. Yep. Even though, you know, I believe the express prices have gone down to 100 or I think they're going to go down to 50 here soon. But you add a 20% upcharge for anything that you want an auto grade on. What? Why would I want to, you know spend another x amount of dollars to get the auto grade now i'm just thinking about sending it to bgs yep no i'm with you i but well yeah i mean this is the dilemma is like sgc has closed the gap on bgs to the point where it's like it's almost irrelevant to even use bgs anymore unless you're like trying to bump psa to bgs Mm -hmm. just because some people prefer it but but like if i have a joe burrow whatever RPA, maybe I send it to SGC over PSA now, or uh, or if I have a Joe Burrow Prism Auto, yeah, maybe I do send it to to SGC just because I don't want to pay nine thousand dollars for an upgrade on an auto, and I'm gonna get it back in four or five weeks. Yeah, you're gonna get it back in you're gonna get it back in less than a month, and in PSA it's gonna sit there for six months. I'm gonna pay yeah, I'm gonna pay thirty dollars to send the card off, get it graded, and have it back in less than a month. Where PSA, I'm going to spend a minimum of a hundred, and then if I want the auto grade plus my twenty percent, then wait a year. At yeah, least. Joe Burrow could have lost his leg in a tragic like accident or a tragic like injury on the field. Mm-hmm. And you see that all the time on YouTube, guys who are just now getting PSA orders backs and like, wow, I wish I had this months, card. 16 months. And best best thing I can you know speak on is the basketball craze that we went through during the lockdown and you know Kobe White cards. I I had like seven or eight PSA ten Kobe White cards that I was selling for a hundred and fifty, a hundred and sixty dollars. A PSA ten right now is fifteen dollars. Yeah, you and you paid what twenty five or more. To have them graded, uh, they were fifteen dollars a card. Sending them to for, for the what is it bulk, and then twenty dollars for standard or economy. Well, I was always, I would always ship through either Clay or Ryan, so it was no, like, no. That's what I'm saying. It was like fifteen dollars for bulk, and fifteen it was like for bulk, and like twenty dollars for and for 
economy, which economy was like a 20-day, yeah. the old 20-day or something. Yeah, which is whatever. But now, like, SGC, you know, I'll pay 28 29 to Ryan for him to send it to SGC and get it back within a month. Yeah. So stuff like that's going to really – it's – it's shaping the hobby some ways. And I, for a long time, especially with us in the, the patch auto craze, like raw cards are still, you know, still worth everything, especially the patch, patch auto cards, patch autos, like grades, grades help. But I will say a majority of the people love the fact that they're, they're raw. Yeah. And they won't grade very well. Most of them won't. Thick cards never grade well. No, but having like a sealed flawless, it, like a seal, the seal almost means as much as like having it in a PSA nine, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the hobby, and there's a lot of good in the hobby, and we've you know we've had a lot of great people on here. Aaron from Slab Stocks, and you can see the amount of money that he raises for charity. You know, there's so many good people in the hobby that do great things, not just for other people in the hobby for kids, you know, charities, hospitals, et cetera, et cetera, you know, trying to make the world a better place. But then there are also are people you need to watch out. And therefore I say scumbags in the hobby that you have to watch out for. Like perfect example. I don't know if you saw at the Dallas card show this weekend, the guy who was trying to pass off 86 Fleer Jordans, which were fake in the, uh, the, the mic, whatever they're called um the other grading company that if you get like oh the, the nba uh, yeah whatever it's called the, where you could get the diamond thing if it yeah the mike baker yeah and dude gets arrested and tased at the dallas card show like so alex brought that up i didn't know if it was actually real but that's oh my god this i will say there's a lot of good in the hobby but this week this week alone in the hobby has been terrible. Absolutely terrible. And you know, we were at the Nationals and wasn't too far away from the guy who tried to steal a bunch of cards from a bunch of people. We were over at Ryan's booth when they were confronting that guy stealing at the Nationals. Like, yep. Okay. So the the second biggest thing to happen, I would well, let's at one point it was the biggest thing in the sports card hobby being talked about happening. So there's a group on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, they got it all called Backyard Breaks. Yeah. So if you don't know what a breaker is. God, this was so bad. So let, let us explain kind of what a card breaker is. Let's say Neil has a box of cards, whatever they may be. Neil's following. He, he tweets it out or whatever to get people to buy spots, whether it be by teams, by division, by however he wants to break it down. It could be random. And people get those selected cards. Yep. And then people pay for them. Neil opens them and then ships them out. Yep. So I believe in. They did this, a They did a box break, didn't they? Or like a three. So they, box did, break. they did a super box break. So I saw they had like a bunch of boxes. It had like national treasures. It had like the shoe box. It had uh, a bunch okay, of okay. it was, it was $2,500 a spot. Yeah. And I don't remember what the actual, because they were going to give this card away. They were going to give away the box and then they opened the box. They, yes, said, and they said, we're going to give this box away to whoever the 
whoever was the biggest loser. In yeah, the yeah, yes, yes, yes. And then so, they so opened up. They're, the, they're opening the box and yeah. they're going through card, card, card. And then they hit a gold kaboom Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So a gold kaboom is out of 10. Kaboom is really the hot card of the last probably year, year and a half. I think uh, one of them just went on golden. I think it sold at 38,000 for a PSA 9. Okay. So this is obviously ungraded. So at a PSA 9, you could say the raw version could go anywhere between 15 to 25,000. Yeah. So 15 to 25,000. These guys hit it. Now, now let me explain these people in the first place. If you think YouTuber, TikTok star, whatever to do to get followers, this is what these look guys look like. You have the one breaker guy who has a cutoff shirt. It's not like he's in Crop shape. Anyway. He looks like one of the Island boys and the other guys trying to look like one of the Nelk guys with, you know, wearing the, the Jersey and the chains. And that's the one thing I do hate about this hobby is it's kind of getting, taken over for the guys who do it for the followings or the followers. Like I believe you and me and, and anybody who listens or watches us, we steer straight. We don't, we're not going to give you no lie. We're not going to feed you no bullshit about the hobby. We're going to tell you what we like, what we don't. We're not out to get followings and stuff like this. No, but those people this- are bad for the hobby. The people who are coming in now who mm-hmm. are just strictly about creating content to like, and- for their own benefit they're mm-hmm. they're scumbags they're donkeys they don't need to be in the hobby exactly and they're all they're trying to do is they're looking out for themselves trying to get their own piece of the pie their own money in their pockets and then it'll be they're like the shoe, they'll be like the shoe shoe culture they'll just bounce to the next thing yep so these guys pulled the the gold kaboom trevor lawrence twenty five thousand, and then they back out mid mid sentence of pulling it of oh no we can't give this card away this card's too. We can't just give away it's a twenty five. Yeah, no. we can't give away a twenty five thousand dollar card. And now, like, you're just backing out on your word of what you just said. So then, they get into it kind of online. Oh, we'll donate the twenty thousand dollars to charity. Donate the. That's the first thing you go to. Oh, we'll just donate money to charity. So yeah. where's the receipts? Where's the receipts? They go take a picture with a bunch of kids from the Boys and Girls Club. But here's the weird thing is the the card was on eBay auctions that night for twenty five thousand dollars. Oh yeah. So you're gonna so you're gonna give away twenty thousand and then you're gonna say you're gonna put it up on eBay for twenty five? Mm-hmm. So you can profit five grand? Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna? Or are you just gonna? Do, here's the thing. So on eBay, they allow you to put like on a listing for charity. benefits charity. Yes. Did it say that? I would have to find it again. I saw the listing. It was either yesterday, or the day before. I don't remember if it saw it, but I do know that it was off of another account that was not theirs and tied to a fake Twitch account, I believe. Wow. Because they were doing all this to either promote their TikTok or their Twitch or whatever they're on. That's so, that's so, that's so shitty. And so, you know, so the moral of my story is, is if you're going to get, and I, I see, you know, a lot of the top card guys comment on stuff like that. Like 
who who would really want to give these guys, you know, twenty five hundred dollars of their own money to break cards for them? Like when I look for a breaker, I look for somebody who's reputable, who's fun to be around. Like perfect A one example, Anthony Laparo. I think Anthony Laparo is one of the top breakers in sports cars. He's honest. He's quick. He's always down to give you information, talk to you one on one. You know, he's not out looking for a following. The business that he does helps his following because of word of mouth, not by TikTok views or Instagram followers or, or crazy stuff that you do with cards. Um, so it's if you're gonna do breaks, make sure I can't find do, it. I don't know if they took it down or what. I'm sure they I'm sure they took it down because the card community found it. So yeah. I'm sure as soon as it got found and started posting all over Twitter, gone. Yep. So that's so I I know they came out with some some apology videos and this and that, but it's like if you're gonna apologize, give the card away. Get and now the guy who who uh I guess he's gonna start trying to take legal action. Yeah, the, the GPL 10 guy. The guy who was originally supposed to get the card. I believe well, was gonna... I, I was listening to it. I don't think he was supposed to get it. Uh-huh. I think he was the one who got like a couple of the boxes before. But then they were then they said, we're going to give this away to the guy to, that was like who did the, had worst. the worst break. Yeah. So they never they never said who they're going to give it away, away to. But here's what they should have done. They should have randomized it. Yeah. yeah. Just randomize it. Give it away. If that's what you did. So if that it's not just. It's because you said it. If you said it as a breaker and you know, well, because you and me broke for, uh, you know, six months or so. Yep. So breaking is is very, very hard. But everything hinges on the words that you say. Yep. Your word is your word is everything is your reputation. Mm -hmm. Because there are too many scumbag breakers who. uh, What's the name of. The guy who was ripping and pulled a $15,000 car and said, oh, there's somebody at my door. Yeah, there's somebody at his door. And then he ripped another box and then replaced it. Yes. So it's very, you got to watch out for, there are scumbags who are just out there looking to make a buck. Yeah. So do your research. Ask people in the hobby. You know, people in the hobby will tell you (laughs) the real thoughts and pros and cons on every single person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Be, find someone who's reputable that's been doing it a long time before 2020 boom. Mm-hmm. And if there's someone new that's still reputable, just make sure you, you're covering your butt. Yeah. Just, like just because trust me, I'm not the guys who are all about trying to create content for themselves. And if you're drive their own top, if you're wearing a crop top trying to break, I'm not sending you $2,500. I don't care how many boxes of national treasures are in there that's like you you remember the pole wax thing Mm -hmm. a couple months back where it was like they they had like resealed the case and told everybody it was a sealed case yeah they do some shisty stuff where they had like a repack that was i think they were a part of the repack who had like the 15 dollar tyler hero prism psa 9 yep and it was like a 500 dollar per person it's like don't put a fifteen dollar card in there. That's that's ridiculous. That's worse. That's worse than opening a blaster. So, speaking of resealed, 
let's go to the next probably biggest thing oh, that geez. happened in the hobby this I week. I think people I think more people saw this outside of the card community than inside the card community. I think so too because obviously Logan Paul has, you know, a bazillion followers on everything, yeah. but um you know, a couple weeks back, Logan Paul bought a case, a, a sealed case of first edition Pokemon cards from Shine 150. Shine's one of the biggest, you know, sports card guys in the world. Um, he's very reputable. He's 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 uh, always good on his word. A hundred percent. Word is his everything. He says it all the time. And Shine Shine's the man. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you you have to to see his collection. Yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. You know, so Shine acquired this box from Mealy Pops, correct? Mealy Pops and then Card Kahuna, which was the other. He was the majority owner was Card Kahuna. Mealy Pops went in on it to basically get it authenticated. So so this card is there's this case has changed hands three times, four times, three, three times. And it was checked out by BBCE. Yes. Baseball card. What's it? Baseball what? card exchange. Baseball card exchange. So they authenticate to make sure that, you know, the box is right. The, the seals are right. The, the tape is correct to make sure that this box has never been opened. And they and, primarily do sports. They, mm -hmm. they really don't dabble in, in Pokemon. PCG stuff. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. So at this point, there were 11 first edition boxes in the world. That they knew of that were still sealed. I think it was the only one. No, 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 not cases, boxes. Oh, because yes. In that, that was the only case in the world that was still sealed that they knew of. Yeah, but, I think. Lo well, I think Logan has eleven. Has eleven. That was including the sealed case. He had five of his own. Okay, so you know, the Pokemon craze, the Charizards, like, like Logan said, if it BGS tens, it's a million dollar card easily. And yeah. you, you'd think in that many boxes of first edition Pokemon, you're going to find you some some Charizard plus everything else, the Venusaurs, the Bulbasaurs, the, the Blastoids, all that. So you have the case. They open it. So actually, they were they posted it on on social media and the card community kind of something doesn't look right. Yeah. So. It comes back to Logan that hey, the card community is kind of like this is this doesn't look right. This is weird. Sketch. Let's go get it. Let's go get it checked out. So they flew to Chicago. They went down to Miami. They got Shine and they got uh, Pokey. It's not Pokey Master, um, but somebody else who's a you know Pokemon expert. That's all he mm -hmm. does is is authenticate Pokemon stuff. Got on a private plane, flew to Chicago. Met up with a baseball card exchange, right? Yep. To meet up with baseball card exchange and authenticate it. They were going to crack the seal and open it and make sure that it was, you know, because if you crack the seal, open it and see if, you know, it's good. The value of that goes from 3.5 million to who knows what, because yeah. now you're saying there's only X amount of sealed boxes left in the world. So baseball. Well, you can even reseal it. If, yeah. they, if they find out it's authentic, you could reseal it and just say, mm -hmm. okay, this is truly a reseal or sealed case. So baseball cards are looking at it and they say, you know, it looks good to me. looks good to me. Then they open it and shines like you can kind of see the look on his face. Like something's not right. 
because one of the boxes kind of had like a poof in it. And then you hear Logan, like, why does that box look like that? Why does that box look like that? And then they, they grab it and pick, cause these, think about it. These guys know exactly what these first edition boxes. Oh yeah. I mean, Logan, Logan, like. I'm sure Logan spent plenty of time understanding what to look for in his boxes. So he knows what his boxes are supposed to look like sealed, sealed, how they feel the weight of them, et cetera, et cetera. So they open the box, they pull out one of the boxes and you can tell that the weight's off. And Shine knows it, knows it right away, right away. And, you know, Shine's an expert. Logan, even though I'm sure he's done a, plenty of research, he's going to go off of Shine and, and the Pokemaster guy's word. They're like, well, the, there's only one thing to do is open it. So they cracked a seal, cut it open, open the box, and it's nothing but G.I. Joe cards. That reminds me. So this weekend I was looking or just seeing scrolling through like Instagram and all these other posts, GI Joe boxes went through the roof. They went up 61%. Yeah. For GI Joe, just because Logan Paul opened GI Joe packs. Yep. There's yep. nothing in GI Joe. Absolutely not. That's so stupid. It, it is. Oh <laughs> it is. That's how so. dumb people are. They go and buy these, these stupid GI Joe packs. Cause somebody found them in a Pokemon box and got duped. Got I'm duped like, for- Three point five million. This is how you lose money, idiots. Yeah, including three point five million dollars. But you know, as Shine we were talking came back. So we were talking about scumbags earlier. Shine is, um, like we said, a man of his word. Yeah, paid him three point five. Paid him three point five million back, and then I believe Mealy Pops is working. There's something with an escrow and stuff. Shine puts yeah, it on. I don't, here's the thing. I don't think Mealy Pops. I, I think Mealy Pops went in on it because he he was he caught caught up in the moment, and I think he was in at like five hundred thousand, wow. which that's five hundred thousand dollars you may not have right now. Exactly, which I think is kind of dumb for a guy who owns a huge shop and has a huge national presence and has it and even is on um, Slap Stocks. Yeah, he does a weekly. He did a weekly thing with Slap Stocks. So like he's a prominent person in the community, and like you don't have five hundred thousand dollars that you can just pay someone back because that's kind of that seems shady to me. It does, and there was you know there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about you know the original holder of the the case and yeah the car guy and kind of how sketchy he seemed and yep. this and that and so. It's a interesting situation that's that's unfolded, yeah, not just only terrible. for Lo- for Logan Paul, but for the card community. Terrible, uh, especially with you know Shine being one of the biggest names in the community. Yeah, just be honest and be upfront with somebody. Like don't don't try to hide things because mm-hmm. your 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 word is your reputation. And don't be an idiot. Don't be a a, a jackass. Just just do the right thing. Yeah. It'll get you far in this place. It if you really enjoy collecting and you're not in it for all the stupid hoopla and money, it'll get you far. It Just will. be honest. Be trustworthy. Simple. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to do in the hobby, but the, the thing that people don't do the most. Sad. Sad. All right. Lighter note. NFL. Playoffs. Yesterday. 
Who played yesterday? The Bills? The Patriots? The Bills smacked up the Patriots. Oh, my God. Patriots did not deserve to be on that field, it looked like. They didn't get off the bus, which, you know, whatever. I'm cool with it. They looked bad. And then uh, who played before that? Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, Bengals. Bengals looked decent. Bengals looked good. Um, the Raiders went full Raiders, as they should. Yep. Um, kind of glad to see the Bengals win. Um, I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, good combination. Their defense lacks a little in the secondary. Um, I got a terrible owner. But glad to see the Bengals win. Uh, the winner gets – Is it, it depends on who wins this game. Yes, it's the lowest seed goes to Tennessee. Yeah. Which at this point, it's a tie game. But, I mean – do you trust Big Ben winning a game in the playoffs, or do you trust Patrick Mahomes? No, we're we're like I saw on on Instagram. Great, you know, big the Steelers coming out and winning, or getting into the playoffs. Now we got to see Big Ben throw you know five yard milk jugs yeah. instead of like uh, Justin Herbert throwing piss missiles on fourth and sixty. Because Big Ben reminds me of of when Peyton Manning played in twenty fifteen. He was throwing five yard duck balls. Yeah, that's and, what he's throwing. That's how you know that, you know, it's over. It like yeah. it, it's over. But man, do I wish. Could you imagine what a great playoff would be if Justin Herbert and the Chargers made the playoffs? You know, it would have been better if they just would have said, We're gonna tie, we're gonna take a knee and tie. If well, blame that on the head coach. If you don't call a timeout there, they're still out of field goal range. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to set up and give the ball to Josh Jacobs to run it up the up up the middle for 10 yards, put him into field goal range. So you got to put that one on the head coach. Well, here's the thing. Do you put it on the head coach or did the head coach get a call down to his personal headset saying, hey, this is Roger Goodell. You better not let this game (laughs) end in a tie or I'll find a way to ruin your career. Well, they had already said that, you know, Mike Tomlin had said that there was a competition meeting and said that they weren't going to, if there was anything shown that they were making a tie, it wouldn't be allowed. But if it was like, like if it was a real competition tie, so not like saying, oh, we're just going to need the ball for four quarters and just tie. So it's like betting on baseball. It's like Pete Rose. Yeah, but it's it's not about. Here's the thing: they released so so. This brings up a good point. They released a so for Clay's first game back, right? Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. Yeah. Draymond Green wasn't going to play in that game, but because Clay was going to play, they they announced that Draymond Green would be in for the first play of the game, so Clay could get the ball and go down or whatever. So he could they could do a tip off, and then Draymond Green would foul and he would get taken out of the game because he wasn't going to play because he had an injured calf. So everybody who found that tweet ended up betting all the unders on Draymond Green and hit every single one of the unders on Draymond Green. Wow. And they ended up making a ton of money because of somebody who leaked that they were going to do this. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Vegas. Vegas cares. Yeah, Goodell cares because they want the Steelers to play. That's and what they it want. <laughs> I mean, do you really want the Steelers to play? They're not that great of a football team this year. They're not could, fun. Could you to not watch. tell me 
there would be better ratings for a Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, two versus seven matchup on Sunday or, night football than or, Steelers or, and Chiefs. Yeah. And then who says that could you imagine a Justin Herbert Joe Burrow showdown in the playoffs? Yeah. That would be awesome. Just right. Slang the rock around, man. Put 60 on both sides. Who cares? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. They love that. The NFL would go through the roof watching that, watching these young guys just sling a ball around. I mean, it was a lot better than it's a lot better than the Eagles Buccaneers game. Like the Eagles are dirty brown trash water and had no business. And here's the problem. I picked the Eagles to win because I thought their running game was going to be good. The Buccaneers were a little banged up. Here's the problem. Jalen Hurts didn't show up. Their wide receivers suck, and they still couldn't run the ball. They had like 15 yards in the first half. So yeah, why would I? I'm never, ever going to put my faith in the Eagles ever again. Why would fly, you even trust the Eagles? Fly, Eagles, fly right into the ground. That's what they did. <laughs> hey, you know what they did? They Carson Wentz you. That's what they did. <laughs> they absolutely did. I, well, that's exactly what... <laughs> That's exactly what we would have got done in the playoffs in the first round anyway. So oh, I know. just get it over with in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and then today we also had uh, we had the Niners try to give the game away about nine times to the Cowboys. So here's the thing. Did did Dak did Mike Mc, is it Mike McCarthy's fault for the game? I would say a couple play calling situations, yes, because that puts you in those situations at the end. Now or is it the fact that the, the Cowboys just did not show up for three quarters? They they did not show up for three quarters. They and I don't to... think that's Mike McCarthy's fault. I think that's a Cowboys problem. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's... I don't know. It just seemed like, you know, midway through the fourth, Dak was just trying to do it all, put it all on his shoulders. Zeke was a non-factor. Yeah. Um, no, they were every, both sides were getting injured left and right. Um, yeah. I don't know, really tough game. I, I don't like the 49ers, especially Debo Samuel is a wide receiver, not a running back. I understand you want to have Debo do it all because he's you know, he's a good football player, but think about the players that have done that and how short their careers end up. Cordell Stewart, Antoine Randall L. Guys who pl- try to play multiple positions because hey, Antoine's got a Super Bowl though. So what? Isn't that what you play for? You play your entire career to try and win one freaking Super Bowl. You try. Some guys don't even make it to the playoffs. And then there's Tom Brady with seven. Yeah, and then there's Tom Brady with seven. Or there's Dan Marino with zero. He's <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So, I'm gonna be honest. I I thought the I thought. So last week, the Rams blew a 17-point lead. First time Sean McVay has ever lost a game leading at halftime. Loses to the 49ers. Somehow, the Cardinals collapse against Seattle at home. They suck. The Cardinals <laughs> suck. I like I like the Rams' chances tomorrow night. But uh-huh. the point I'm trying to say is, like, San Francisco is a good football team. They got a lot of talent. It's just, can they put it all together? And I didn't want to go up and play Green Bay. So if Dallas won and the Rams won, the Rams have to go play Green Bay. I don't want to go play Green Bay. No, 
So I'm, I, I think, I think San Francisco's got a really good shot. I don't know. I think they do. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Tampa Tom's, Tampa Tom's having another home game. Yep. It's very hard to, uh, you know, until somebody beats them, they're still, still the favorites. Trying to look around to see if there's anything else fun going on. Um, NBA, Kevin Durant out four to six weeks with the spring MCL last oh, night. Oh, how about, oh, I also saw, was it yesterday? Russell Westbrook still can't shoot the ball. Can't shoot so. the ball. Uh, Luca became the youngest, youngest ever NBA player to record 40 career triple doubles. One of 11 players in NBA history to score 40 triple doubles. Okay, so here's here's the thing, and and Luca is a great player, mm-hmm. but do you think a little bit of how Luca is viewed is partly because he is a white person playing in a predominantly black superior sport, and so people flock, at least in the card community, people flock to Luca because they see him as a a role model to be to have the potential to be an NBA player. I don't. I don't. And I'll tell you why. Because and I European. think it's stupid, but I think it's racist. I think he's I think I don't think so because I don't consider you know, even though his skin color is white, if I'm saying I'm white, I Luca's European. I don't consider him white. If it was mm. Jason Williams, if it was white chocolate, you know, he gave a lot of white people some NBA dreams. Yeah. But I did because Jason Williams is American. Luca being I think they I think people view Luca like that though. I don't. If you if you still I think talk, they do. He's not he is he is he is fat. And he is not he is not if you look at Luca as an athletic person, he is not athletic like LeBron, like Kevin no. Durant, like Steph Curry. But he's he, only he's not he's, he's not athletic. He's only been in the league what five years? Since 2018, fourth year, fourth year. So I can't say that he's not out. He's not like LeBron or KD yet. Like give the time, give the guy some time to like, you know, figure out what it's like to be a veteran. Hold on, let me ask this question: John Morant, Luka Doncic, who has the better career? Career. So are we saying long term to the end of their careers? Yes. Um, I would say Luca. Okay, who right now is a better player? Ja. Who right now is more athletic? Ja. Who right now? Who long term will be more athletic? Oh, Ja. Okay, who right now is a better shooter? Ja. ja. <laughs> who right? Who right now is a better dunker? Job ran. I don't think I've ever seen Luca okay. Don. Who right now is a more efficient basketball player and a better playmaker? John Moran. Okay. Why does Luca why why does Luca gonna have a better career? Because it's just so, superior talent. Yeah, but he's also proved it. Not not proved it, but he's put the he's put the points on the table where Jaws, you know, coming off an injury plagued season. And you know, had the COVID year. Like, let's let the guy get into something real first. Like, everyone also said that R.J. Barrett was going to be 
a great person. And you got Cam Reddish cards jumping four thousand percent just because he got traded. Like, let's let's pump the brakes that everybody's going to be the next Reggie Miller or Rick Smiths or okay. Jalen Rose. Luka Doncic, Trey Young, who is more successful in their career right now? I would say Luka. Really? What's Trey done that's more successful? He went to a conference finals last year. So you're going to judge it off of just team statistics? No. Look at his stats in the playoffs. Like, yes, okay, Luka may have had better stats, but Trey put his teams in positions to win. Does Trey have a better team around him compared to Luka? I think he has better coaching. I think he has a he has better he has a better team, but name me somebody else on the Mavs that's worth a shit. <laughs> if Kristaps is healthy and <laughs> throwing Porzingis in there, okay. If he's healthy, but that's okay. the problem. The guy never Why seen. don't we just I, I just think I think Lucas is, is overhyped. I let's, think he's way overhyped. Why don't we just trade Zion to the Mavs and just let's see what happens? So you get the you get your fat chocolate boy, and then you get your white European dude, and now you got Porzingis, the skyscraper. That's an all-star team right there. I mean, you could try. Good. We can bring back Muggsy Bogues too. See if he's still. But but I mean, home. there's I, I've heard there's good food in Dallas, and I don't trust Zion to keep that oh, weight down. Man. So are, are we saying? Right now, Zion is the biggest bust in NBA history. He made one all-star game. He was an all-star. That's something Greg Oden never did. So I can't say, yes, he's a bust. But true, if he doesn't get his weight under control, he is about to be. Very true. I just want to say, okay, so back to the Luca thing. Uh huh. I, I, it's just, it's like Luca is good. He's, he's smooth. He's a great player, but like, like long term, I'm just like, I just don't see, I just don't, I, I don't see him being like he needs more pieces around him, but at the same time, like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's too young. Maybe he's too young for me to say. But I think John Morant right now, the team that they're playing, what they do, like the way John carries that team, John Morant is is got a better future than Luca right now. Mm. And I just don't see why Luca is so high. I think it's hard. To, I think basketball is really hard to tell, mainly because of it really. You have so many games, but you really need a good starting team. You need a good bench roster around you to support. Where in the NFL, you know, one good player can really, you know, help take over. And you could say that for basketball too. I mean, LeBron's taken over just about every team yeah. that he's played for. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know how many years you should really give a, a player. In the NFL, it should be three. Like, if you suck by the end of your third year, I mean, that's why the average NFL – years in the in the league is like two, two makes me think why Carson Wentz still has a job because he had an injury year so That's technically right. that one counts I mean he over. would have been MVP if he would have stayed healthy speaking but. of injury and I think Squints I saw Squints post, put this up 
Is Mike Trout overrated? Yes. Hasn't played, has only played what, 135 games once in the last five years? Something like that. So he, so I think the first 10 years of his career are like a, better than anyone. But you got to finish. Like Albert Pujols is, he's there. Yeah. Like Albert Pujols is going to get 700 home runs potentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mike Trout, I, I don't think he gets there. I don't think he. I, I talked to I talked to Squints about this too. I talked to Justin about this. I said, you know, looking back on it, you look 20, 30 years from now, who is who is our generation's Mickey Mantle? Mm-hmm. And I said, Derek Jeter or Ken Griffey Jr. I think you can agree with that, right? Absolutely. I think Griffey. those guys are looked at much in higher regard than Mike Trout, and Mike Trout's, and those guys have have a much much better postseason career and have accolades and yeah. you know of success at a far better rate than Mike Trout. But if if you think of great players and you're you're a nineties, early two thousands kid, you you have to say Jeter or Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And and what's gonna suck is like all those people who are holding Mike Trout for the long term, like Mike Trout mm-hmm. is probably going to just end up being Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. All the all the passing records, all the hitting records, all the fielding, all the everything Mike Trout is, he's Dan Marino. Interesting, interesting play. Yeah, it's good. If he never him. does anything, who cares about? If you've never done anything in the playoffs, who cares what yeah. you've done? If you've never won, people only remember the championships. Yeah, it's an interesting play. I mean, that's why people who say like, okay. Philip Rivers. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame guy? No. Is he a Hall of Fame guy if he has a Super Bowl? Yes. Do you see? That's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I think Mike Trout is in that same boat. And Mike Trout just needs to win a freaking playoff series, let alone a World Series. Feel bad for the guy. I do, yeah. I no, I agree with you. Um, and it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Like speaking of Hall of Fame, like the NFL Hall of Fame's coming up. Don't really like that. Not it's not a class yet, but the finalists are kind of like. Mm. Who's in there? So from the modern players. Yeah. So the modern players are. So, okay, I'll give them to you, and I want you to tell me, first thought, if you have to think about it, it's a no. Uh, if they're a Hall of Fame or not? If they're a Hall of Fame or not. That okay. should be the qu- criteria. I'll take that from Skip Bayless. He says, if I have to think, it's got to be a no. So, our modern players, NFL modern Hall of Fame of fame. Okay, so your finalists... Are Jared Allen, defensive end. Okay. No. No. Uh, Willie Anderson, offensive tackle. I don't really remember anymore. Who did he play for? He played for Cincinnati from 96 to 07, and then the Ravens in 08. No. Uh, Rondé Barber. Yes. Uh, Not a first ballot guy. All of Famer, but not first ballot. I would agree with that. 
I would agree with that. I think he needs to wait. Um, I don't know if you'll remember this one, but Tony Boncelli, uh, oh. offensive tackle. Um, Leroy, you're going to know that guy more than me. Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler. I I would have to. Who do you play for? Ninety to two thousand one, the Packers. Who's no, safety? I don't know. I don't remember him. Devin Hester. Yes. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. There's Greatest three. returner of all time. With, between him and Dante Hall, Dante Hall was the first one to kind of make returning like special again, and then Devin Hester took it to another level. Devin, yeah, Devin Hester is the greatest returner of all time. There'll never be anybody good, as good, ever. Torrey Holt. Yes. Bias, but yes. Andre Johnson. No. I would agree. I don't say. I don't no. believe. Great career. Fantastic guy. Fantastic career, but no. If he does, it should he should wait a while. Yeah, I, I think would have Andre to... Johnson is like uh... Calvin. He's like Calvin Johnson, but not as great of a career. Yeah, I would say Andre Johnson is kind of like a Anquan Bolden. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, like great career, but I don't know if I would consider him. Mm-hmm. I think Anquan gets in just because he's got a Super Bowl. I keep forgetting that Andre played for the Colts for that one crappy yep. year. <laughs> Him and Frank Gore were on the team. Yep. Um, Sam Mills, linebacker. I doubt you'll remember Sam. I Mills. don't remember. Really undersized linebacker. Played for the Saints from 86 to 94 and then played for the Panthers from 95 to 97. I think no. he's got a statue outside of Carolina Stadium. No. I believe he had cancer or something, too. Um uh, R- Richard Seymour. Yes. Zach Thomas. 100%. I agree with Zach Thomas. He was a freaking anchor. Yeah. I had a Zach Thomas jersey as a kid. I remember that. I do. It was, yeah, Zach Thomas. Big fan. Uh, DeMarcus Ware. Yes. Reggie Wayne. Yes. Patrick Willis. Yes. I think a lot of people would consider him borderline, but man, Patrick Willis was a monster. Man, Patrick Willis is to me, and it's easy for me to say, I think he retired too young. I think he did. It might hurt him, and that might be the reason why he doesn't get in, but I think if he would have played a few more years, unquestionable. I think it was one of no doubt he was a game changer on defense. Like you hated if, to play it against Patrick Patrick Willis. If you feared Ray Lewis in the AFC, you feared Patrick Willis in the NFC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then no the doubt. last one on is Bryant Young, defensive tackle slash in for the Niners from '94 to 2007. I don't know the guy. I would say no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was uh, well. The, even let's see. Let me go through some of the semifinalists. The, some of the guys that didn't make it to see if you know you might go next year or something. Maybe uh, so. Eric Allen. I don't know. Cornerback, cornerback. Aaron Al- Eric Allen from the uh, Chiefs. Oh yeah. Okay. I would say no. Anquan Bolden. I think he I think he gets in only because he has a Super Bowl. But do I think he But does he wait another year? 
Yeah, I don't think he's first. That yeah, I think he no. Is. This would this would be a second. I believe this would be a second year. Yeah, something like that. So next year will be year number three. Um, Eddie George. Well, see, I'm thinking about it. I would say no because they never want. He played for a semi good. Uh, the lost Titan Super Bowl to the Rams. Lost Super Bowl to the Rams. The Rams. I'm telling you, Super Bowls mean a lot. Super Bowl Be- mean a lot. Better college running back than NFL running back. Yes. Um, Robert Mathis. I yes. Biased, I he leads the NFL all time in strip sacks. Um, uh, Sam. Steve Smith Senior. Yes, hundred percent. I'm I'm surprised he's he. Didn't make the finals. Steve Smith is probably the most one of the most underrated receivers of all time. Agreed. Uh, guy, I don't know if you'll know, but I do know Steve Tasker. Kickoffer. So Steve Tasker was a wide receiver, little undersized wide receiver, played for the Bills back in the nineties when they went to all the Super Bowls, but was primarily on the kickoff teams and all the special teams and just run down there and make tackles. He's the one that made special teams players like if you wanted to make a roster you wanted to be like steve tasker because all he did was sprint down the field tackle he's like the modern day matthew slater for the patriots yeah 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 got it uh fred taylor i would love fred taylor but i love fred taylor too i would say no he's one of those french players because he was a good running back but he had a terrible team around him yeah yeah, but I mean, Steve Smith. Steve Smith was played on bad teams, but Steve Smith was just so much better than everybody. Yes, Heinz Ward. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not in the Hall of Fame. I feel like a dirty guy like that, where he just does the dirty plays. Got it? Was he got one, two Super Bowls? I feel like he should be in. Running back Ricky Waters. No. I agree. Defensive tackle, big Vince Wilforth. 100%, dude. Oh, yeah. Big 100%. Vince should make it. Vince, big. 100%. And then uh, safety, Darren Woodson. Mm, no. So those are the semifinalists from this year's class. Or some of the semifinalists from this year's I, class. Man, like, Steve Smith is not a finalist. I, that it kind of blows my mind also. Can you pull up? Let's pull up Steve Smith's stats all time. Please do. What 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 okay? So oh here's some of here's like the first year eligible guys. Next year? No, this year. So so okay. not all of them obviously made it in. So first year, Anquan Bolden is this is his first year eligible. Okay. Uh Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, and Steve Smith. This is Steve Smith's first year. Oh, also, really? So he didn't make it in. Offensive lineman, Jake Long, former first-round pick, first overall pick to the Dolphins from the University. He's eligible this year? He's eligible this year. Jake Long, he's, I thought, he's was a, a, he's a, he's, he should be in. He's a good he was a great left tackle. Um, Nick Mangold. 100% he should be in. Nick Mangold, I believe, should make it in someday. Uh, defensive backs, Anthony or Antonio Cromartie. If, he should just make it in just for having 17 kids or how yeah. many. He, he, uh, he's a legend in the making babies world. Uh, first year for Mathis and Vince. Uh, Marcus Ware's first year. Quarterbacks. 
Uh, so additional nominees. Guys who didn't make it. Randall Cunningham. No. Jake the Snake DeLome. No. Boomer Siason. I don't know much about his career. Trash. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Joe, Garcia. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has a better career than Boomer Sison already. Jeff Garcia. I will say no. I will say no, even though he's put together some great seasons. Donovan McNabb. No. Went to, went to four quarterback. Straight. He's like a Philip Rivers. Great quarterback. Did a lot of stuff, but no. Steve McNair. No, I. As, as sad as it is in that situation that it ended, no, he is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, running backs, Sean Alexander. How, my question is, how is this guy not a nominee? Sean, Sean was a, a bowling ball. So you go, I'm going to go through these running backs, and you're going to be like, it's going to be, it's tough. I mean, you think about it, there's only, I think, eight in Shrinese every year. Mike Allstott. No. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but uh, he was a fullback mostly. Changed the game as a fullback. You know, they don't have fullbacks anymore. Tiki Barber. No. Ernest Biner. No. Corey Dillon. No. Priest Holmes. No. Sean Alexander is better than Priest Holmes. Steven Jackson. 100% bias. No, you're biased. Steven Jackson does not deserve to be in the <laughs> yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. So Steven Jackson, no, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. But he is one of the, he was, he had a prime, prime. He, he's, he, had, okay. So Priest Holmes, Sean Alexander, Steven Jackson, they all had prime seasons, two, three years where they just looked, just where it looked amazing. Yeah. They kind of like uh, Chris Johnson, CJ2K. But they were, a couple I think years. They were given the ball too much and that, yeah, that hurt yeah. their career. Yeah, they were it asked did. to carry the ball 50 times a game. Yep, it did. Uh, let's see. Lorenzo Neal. No. Ooh, no. Lorenzo is a better fullback than Mike Allstock. Ooh. Lorenzo lasted a long time. He did last a long time. Mike Allstock ran the ball really well, but Lorenzo Neal was the reason why teams won. Herschel Walker. No, better college player than he was. Agreed. Uh, Brian Westbrook. No. Uh, wide receivers, Troy Brown. Troy Brown, that was, he was on the early New England teams. Early Patriots teams, yes. No. Uh, Donald Driver. I I bet he's going to, when I look at his stats, they're going to surprise me, but I'm going to say no. <clears throat> Joe, Joe Horn. No. He's only remembered for the cell phone. Yep. Uh, interesting one here. Ocho Cinco. He reminds me of Tio. So but Tio got in. Yeah, I I, I know. I, I think Tio and I think I think Tio is better than Ocho, but Ocho is right there. And I think Ocho that's deserves to get in the Hall of Fame because he changed. He made. It was his pro- priority to make the NFL fun again. Innovators. Yeah, that's what the NFL looks for: is innovators. Yeah. Uh, Derek Mason. No. Moosid Muhammad. No. Andre Risen. Okay, so get this. Maybe Steve Smith isn't a Hall of Famer. Really? Only two All-Pros. 
Okay. Five-time Pro Bowler. Uh-huh. He played 17 seasons, or 16 seasons. He only averaged 67 yards a season. Ooh. Or, sorry, 67 yards a game. 67 yards a game. So he's a sub he's a sub thousand yard guy. Interesting. But he played a long time though. If I'm not looking if I'm not looking at stats, if I just in my mind, is he a Hall of Famer yes or no? Yeah. I mean, I to me yes. he is. There was no scarier little man on the field because Steve Smith would fight you. 5 5 9 and so like Steve Smith Steve Smith is like Antonio Brown if Steve Smith focused more on playing football rather than uh-huh. talking trash. Yeah. Yep. Like him and Antonio probably the same kind of route running skills, catching skills, catch radius, playmaking ability. It's just Antonio Brown worked at his graph better. So let's see. Let's keep and going. a better quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Smith. No. Rod Smith. No. Wes Welker. No. Interesting. Tight ends. Dallas Clark. Yes. Ben Coates. No. Heath Miller. No. Wesley Walls. No. Okay, let's pick out some offensive linemen. Uh, Debrickashaw Ferguson. Yes. <laughs> Just for the name. Yes. <laughs> Former first-round pick for the Jets out of the University of Virginia. Um, Logan Mankins. Yes. Jeff Saturday. 100%. Uh, defensive line, John Abraham. No. Leroy, great player. Great player. Uh, great player, but not a Hall of Famer. Uh Leroy Glover. No. Uh Leslie O'Neill. No. Simeon Rice. No. Uh, Justin Tuck. Yes. You think Justin Tuck's a Super Bowl or uh two time Super Bowl champion? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he? A didn't he put up like a twenty-one sack season or a twenty-two sack season? I don't remember off the top. Of my... I do remember that Bob, the equipment guy at the Raiders, sent me a Justin Tuck game worn uh, Raiders jersey, and I no oh, longer really? have it. Yeah, I no longer have it, but it was cool to have at the time. <laughs> Let's look this up, Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck, Hall of Famer or not? Now. Yeah, Hall of Famer or not. Justin Tuck. I mean, to me, Justin Tuck, yes, Hall of Famer. I would like to see his stats, though. Maybe not. Ooh. He's only two-time Pro Bowl or one-time All-Pro. Okay. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Super Bowls matter. Most sacks he's ever had in a season was 12. Ooh. Interesting. Which is not impressive. It's no. All right. Let's go to some linebackers that he only started like 60% of his games. Okay. 
So no, no on the Hall of Fame there. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Great player, no. Okay, linebackers that weren't mentioned in the finalists or semis. Uh Cornelius Bennett. No. Lance Briggs. Is <sighs> a good linebacker. Great, great linebacker, but I'm gonna say no. Terrible team. Yes. Teddy Bruski. <laughs> I love Bruski. I just I don't I don't know. London. I, I, here's the thing. I hated Teddy Bruski. Oh, everybody hated, a player. Everybody hated Teddy Bruski. I hate Teddy Bruski. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're biased, but I know. Uh, I London, hated Teddy Bruski. London Fletcher. London Fletcher is a better is a better linebacker than Teddy Bruski. Willie McGinnis. Hundred percent. So where was I? I was at the combine and walked past Willie McGinnis, largest human being I've ever seen in ever of all time. Like he is massive, straight up monster. How big? How big is he? He's six. Gotta six. be gotta be six six, and still to this day, I would say 240, 250, just shredded. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's still. Like, I think even watching some of like Man in the Arena, he's still. A he's a crazy massive big guy. Person. Another big person, the biggest neck I've ever seen. Takio Spikes. I do remember Takio. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Great linebacker, not a Hall of Famer. Agreed. Um, defensive backs. We've talked. Aaron, we've talked. Uh, Eric Allen and Rondé Barber. How about Dre Bly. No. Agreed. Um, Nick Collins. Rodney Harrison. He he probably put together an NFL worthy career. I would say if Brian Dawkins made the NFL or, or a Hall of Fame career. Well, Brian Dawkins made the Hall of Fame. I think Rodney Harrison should make the Hall of Fame. 100%. I think, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Sante Samuel. Yes. I had the Sante Samuel jersey as a kid. Hated uh, hated him because he was so good. <laughs> but he was he was good. How about Bob Sanders? No. Injuries hurt him. Yep. He would have been. If he would have stayed healthy, he would have been. Yes, correct. Uh, injuries. Uh, Charles Peanut Tillman. Yes. The peanut punch. The peanut punch. Uh Troy Vincent. No. Um punters and kickers, Gary Anderson. Who was uh isn't Gary the one who was in for like twenty two years or something? That was, Mor- that was Morton. Morton Anderson. Gary kicked no. It, kicked at Ben Davis. Yes, Morton did. Uh Jeff Fiegel's punter. No. Uh, John Casey, kicker. He's probably close, but I say no. Sean Lindetta, punter. No. Uh, Ryan Longwell, kicker. No. Matt Turk, punter. No. Okay, special teams. Mm-hmm. We'll finish it up from here. Uh, Josh Cribs. No. Mel Gray. No. And Brian Mitchell. No. So, I mean, that's a that's a good, honest way to do it. Like, if you want to have fun with, you know, your friends, your sports friends, if you want to have a Hall of Fame discussion, think of some old players, you got to say yes or no right away. If if you have to think about it, like, not a Hall of Famer. John Morant, Luka Doncic, Hall of Famer. <laughs> I don't watch basketball, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, I don't keep up with basketball. 
But football, I could tell you very quickly. Very, very quickly. So, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to touch on tonight? Um, I think we pretty much hit everything. Is there anything? Is there well, anything? let's do this. Let's do this. And it, right now, who's your Super Bowl picks? Uh, I know Tampa. playoffs have already happened. What happened? Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Really? Yes. Buffalo is the team to beat, I think. Huh? I think Buffalo is the team to beat. So if you have your Josh Allen cards, get ready, boys. I'm going to say Titans. Ooh. And I'll just stick with my bias here. Titans, Rams, Rams over the Titans, rematch Super Bowl. Was okay. it 34? Yeah. Because we lost 36 to the Pats, didn't we? Yes. That was yes. two years later. So 34. Yeah. 34. Rematch of rematch of uh what was it Derek Mason? Derek Mason reaching the ball out. Yeah. Got tackled by one. got tackled by linebacker Mike Jones. That's right. Did uh we'll finish off with uh did you buy anything fun besides your Tom Brady card? Have you picked up anything fun? Um did I show you all the custom cards I made? Yes, I, I saw them on Instagram. All the ones I sent you, uh, like the the LeBron one. I don't know if I saw them all. Yeah, the saw block. That one. Yep, saw the LeBron block. And then Aaron Donald custom. Saw, saw that one. Yep, saw that one. The LeBron Lakers. Did not see that one. That's a nice card. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Tiger Woods red PMG. I did see that one. That was nice. That's sick. I have two of them. Aaron Donald gold. I thought this one was pretty sick. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Michael Scott, blue. <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty funny. Uh, no, the only other pickups I have are the Randy and then this other Steven Jackson out of five. Awesome. You saw I that think, with the yeah. game worn from the logo, that little Rams yeah. logo. I think a couple ones that I picked up, I think people have seen uh, that Dan Marino, uh, the Randy Moss. I got another uh, Polisic, just ready for World Cup. Um, equalizers, PSA 10. Um, I texted you this. It was Patrick Willis. Uh, yeah, black, that's sick. Black Chrome, PSA 10. That's why I think, you know, if Patrick Willis goes into the Hall of Fame, I think this card is super undervalued right now. It is Pop 28? Pop 28 on 10s? Um, and you could get it for 200 bucks. This thing should probably, if he goes in the Hall of Fame, it's 400 plus. I think, uh, yeah, I think you see a decent bump there. Not sure what it goes for, but. And then uh, another, I think, good quick deal I got was uh, Bo Jackson, uh, rookie, super rookie, or tops, yeah, top super rookie, Bo Jackson. It's an eight, uh, the grades on it, centering nine, edges nine, uh, corners 8.5, but it says a surface is a seven, and I was trying to see if there was any dings or stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, old tops cards. As long as the centering is good, that's what you're kind of looking for. So, um, I need to buy. I need to buy some baseball and some soccer. I need to. I need to stop saying I'm going to buy it and actually just start buying some. Dudes. That's what I did. You know, I'm. Um, I'm, I'm making. I got a little money set aside. Mm-hmm. I. I really don't think I'm moving any of my LeBron cards. So, who are you thinking, like baseball wise, you're going to put your money into? So I like. 
so I was looking, like I was li- measuring like statistical, like like the difference between their peaks and their just m- normal values right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I I like to bisect the um like the market peak and say okay if this guy can go up 50% of the market peak and not hit the actual peak, because I don't think we'll ever get there. Yeah. If I can get to 50% of the market peak, what's my profit margin look like? And there's some guys like that I think really have that potential. Um, I think the ones where Tatis, I think, does, Juan Soto, um, Acuna, I think, is a good one. Um, it's just picking. It's just trying to figure out which card to buy. Exactly. And There's I, a lot. It, there is a lot, and I'm trying to figure out. You know, do I just want to go with stick with, you know, something that's, and this is this is kind of what gets me with baseball. Baseball goes up and down and has great market fluctuations, and people buy baseball a lot, but baseball has a lot of pop, like. There's like three different variations of Acuna's rookie, and they all have a pop of like five thousand. There's bat but, up, there's bat back, there's bat yeah through, but, there's. But the good thing about that is, with a high pop card like that, if it goes up, it's easily be able to sell because yeah. people will sell it. Like there's yep. there's a ton out there. It's good to judge market value. You always have a comp to go off of. So if it goes up, it goes up. It's easy to sell. So, and then soccer wise, I mean, I'm probably going to stick with some Mbappe, Ronaldo, and the the big names, Messi. Yeah. Stick with uh, the big names, or like, uh, like maybe go with like a Kevin De Bruyne because Belgium's pretty good, and he yeah. plays for Man City. Um, you know, stick with some guys who have good potential on the World Cup stage, but also in Champions League. Definitely hitting up Josh for anything I need soccer wise. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he's right though. I think if the USA like people love you team USA, so I think if they do anything. Yeah. I think it's just who you buy. Oh, I was looking through some of my uh throw not throwaway cards, but cards that are like laying around. Found this bad boy. Like kind of need to send uh, Bobby Witt Jr. Bowman Chrome. To go get graded. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. SGC. SGC, that's where she'll be going. It'll be I along. Some, I don't think I have Bowman Chrome, but I think well, I have the Bowman paper. It will also go along with this, just for fun. What is Rod, that? Rod Smart. Who is Rod Smart? What league did Rod Smart play in before he got to the NFL? Um, CFL. No. Biggest name in another league, uh, and not AFL. because of his, not because of his play. Oh, I don't know. XFL. Yes, who was he? Was he the guy who, like, when they did the the football rollout thing, that got hurt on the very very first one? Yes. No, it is not. But he had the biggest name in the XFL because of the name that was on the back of his jersey. What was it? He hate me. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my goodness. That's so dumb. Played in the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers. Tell. Yeah. 
So, not hey. a Hall of Famer. Didn't win. <laughs> Definitely not a Hall of Famer. Um, so, oh, that's funny. I think people have wasted another good hour and a half of listening to us. Um, yep. So, again, want to thank our sponsors once your final time. Slab Savers, protectorslabs.com, uh, Graded Card Solutions, go to gradedship.com. Prospect Cards, www.prospect.cards, Nation Golf. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. They will up, always upload the day after uh, we film. So actually, this week until the next podcast, and we'll put something together. Let's. Here's a giveaway for everybody. I got a giveaway. We'll figure out how to give this away. And we will actually give this away, unlike uh, Backyard Breakers. This is a 2016 Art of Football Series 1. Gino Marcelletta, 46 out of 50. Jim Mint 10. Auto. Now, this sucker's huge. It's like an 8 by 10. But out of 50, it's PSA or PSA DNA on the back. It's really hard to see. Caleb, yes. Throw that away. Why? Nobody wants that. It's a Hall of Famer. It's a PSA ten. I I might have something. Well, I also have a uh, Raymond Berry out of forty six. Yeah. And I then, then a Lenny I Moore out of thirty five. <laughs> oh my god. I have. I I might have something. I got. Uh, I got my. I got my uh, Randy Moss Wallace patch auto. I I will just go ahead and say this on. I will just go ahead and say this. I have it. It's a game used patch auto Rainy Moss from two thousand and something. I'll 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 throw that in the giveaway. Tucker Barnhart base card. <laughs> Detroit that. Tigers. Yeah, I know. I'll do that. I'll... Rainy right. Moss giveaway. I will. Uh, I'll send a picture of it tomorrow, and I'll get okay. it out of the bank. We'll do it. We'll run a giveaway over the next two weeks, and then we'll do it. A couple weeks, we'll give it away. Random cool. followers. Cool. So be on the lookout for that. Remember to follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash the Dream 3 podcast. Our Instagram's right here Showtime Sports Cards and Doughboy Sports Cards 1. Remember, follow us on Spotify, on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast. Ask us questions. Show up. Tune in. Yep. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>